Hey there, professional cheerleader. If you've been wondering how to find out if a team is right for you, well, you know, I've got you. I created a free guide just for you that takes you through six ways to identify how you can find a team that works for you. Check out the link in my bio to get those tips on Instagram. Also, I have a big announcement. I need a drum roll, please. Woo! Okay, we're hosting another boot camp coming soon in October. Yes, it's here, people. This boot camp will be a tad bit shorter than the, than the one we had in June, but it will cover some great topics and you'll have the chance to have a one-on-one with me and just one-on-one time in general. I'll answer all the questions you have when it comes to Pro Cheer. We'll be announcing more details about the boot camp soon, but I wanted to let you know we're covering topics on fitness, technique, mindset, and more. If you have any immediate questions, feel free to hit me up in the DMs at the Professional Cheerleader on Instagram or send an email to the Professional Cheerleader at gmail.com. I can't wait for you to level up your dance life and join this boot camp. Now let's get on to this week's episode. Make sure that you are checking in with yourself and that you are reminding yourself that you are worthy because you are and not because somebody else is telling you. So you don't need that yes from a pro cheer team to know that you are worthy of a spot and you you are worthy because you are. Hello there, this is Jasmine Neely and welcome to the Imperfect Cheerleader Podcast. I'm a current NFL cheerleader and entrepreneur who helps women and men show up as their best selves for auditions to make the team of their wildest dreams, all while changing the narrative about professional cheerleading. This podcast is for aspiring, current and former professional cheerleaders and dancers. We talk all things professional cheerleading and dancing at the highest level, and how you can live the life of your dreams in other areas such as wellness, finances, and more. We give helpful tips, share insightful stories, give actionable steps, and share the true beauty of the sport of pro cheer. Plus, bring you awesome guests and co-hosts. If you want to be on the sidelines of an NFL, NBA, or NHL game cheering on the team, then this is the podcast for you. Whether you're driving, eating, or on your way to rehearsal, you're always going to walk away with some takeaways from the show that you can implement in your life today. This is the Imperfect Cheerleader Podcast. This week we had Christy Haran on the show and... I was just so blown away by all of the gems she dropped. People, get your notebooks, get your pen and paper, because you're going to be taking a lot of notes when you listen to this. She had a lot of great things to say and just a bunch of just tips and advice, you know, about life, about business, about being being a professional cheerleader. And so I don't want you all to miss out on all those gems she dropped. So without further ado, here's Christy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Imperfect or I'm Perfect Cheerleader Podcast. Today, we have Christy Horan on the podcast today. Christy is a dancer, choreographer, and entrepreneur based in Washington, D.C., She excels in hip-hop, jazz, and palm, or she likes to call it the pro dance style. Christy danced for six years as an NBA dancer for the Washington Wizards from 2014 to 2020, leading the team as a captain and co-captain for three years. During her time with the Wizards dancers, she had the opportunity to coach the Wiz Kids dance team from 2015 to 2020, perform internationally in Brazil, England, and China and choreographed through three routines for the team. Before dancing professionally, Christy graduated from the University of Kentucky with a business degree. She danced on Kentucky's dance team for four years, competed with the team at UDA Nationals, and led the team as captain her senior year. 
Chrissy currently helps dancers fulfill their dreams of making college and professional dance teams and choreographs for high school and college teams with her company Powerhouse Danceworks, LLC. When she's not dancing, Chrissy is a fitness trainer and community builder. Christy's mission is to inspire women to feel strong, confident, and empowered on a daily basis through movement. Welcome to the show, Christy. Thank you so much for joining us. Yay, Jasmine. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here with you. Yes, and we cannot, you know, wait to just dive right into this conversation. Just based off of your bio, you, you just have so much experience and I'm sure the listeners will definitely learn so much about you. So just to dive right in, how Thank did you, you how, yeah, how did you get involved with Pro Cheer and how did you even want to audition for the Wizards? What what made you want to audition for that team? Yes. So funny enough, while I was at school at the University of Kentucky, my coach took us to Pro Action Dance Convention my senior year. So the year before I graduated um, and Pro Action for any of those of you who are listening that don't know, it's a convention with a whole bunch of pro dancers and pro cheerleaders from NBA to NFL to basically everything. So we were fortunate enough to go to myself and two other captains to go to this convention our senior year. And pretty much after that, I, I knew that I wanted to be a pro cheerleader, um, specifically for the NBA. So my senior year, I started prepping in college, um, you know, getting my fitness right, dancing as much as possible, nutrition, and researching teams that I wanted to audition for. I specifically wanted to audition for teams on the East Coast. And then in January of 2014, so again, my senior year of college, I actually earned um, a, or landed a position at a dance choreography company. So I was a choreographer and sales person for that company, and that was located in Baltimore, Maryland. So then I really was on the East Coast. After that, I just like started researching even more teams, what auditions were, and and that uh, my company, I was, again, was lucky enough for them to allow me to audition for as many teams as I wanted because it was a dance company. Um, so that's kind of how I got into the pro cheer world and how I got interested in it. And then after hearing about it, I was just laser focused on making an NBA team. Yeah. You mentioned specifically NBA. What was it that drew you to NBA instead of, you know, maybe NFL or NHL? Yeah. So NBA teams, I have done a ton of research on uh, different teams, again, mostly on the East coast, but I knew that NBA teams had a ton more options to perform. So um, NBA uh, games are, there's 41 home games, regular season home games out of the year. And I knew that I wanted to dance as much as possible. So just that. And then also Kentucky is a huge basketball school. So I knew that I just wanted to continue dancing for a basketball centered team. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, Kentucky is a huge basketball. I went to, I went to a huge basketball school as well. I went to University of Chapel Hill. You did. Awesome. University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yes. so. You know what's so funny? Yeah. Um, that was actually my dream school. Like, I almost, really? I, like, almost went to UNC. Yeah. Um, I did. Like, I actually ended up just um applying I, I didn't end up applying but my junior year of college I was obsessed with UNC that's so crazy I I loved it there Isn't yeah that crazy? I mean right oh my gosh we would have we might have met each other <laughs> if you had gone to UNC yeah so that's cool. so wild yeah and then I, <laughs> I hear about um like NBA games and how there's like 40 plus games a season and that yeah. just kind of like blows my mind because I come from like an NFL background and 
we only have like yes. 10 home games for like a season and we don't travel to away games which I don't think NBA does either but 10 10 home games goes by no. real fast <laughs> and we're about to start our home opener this weekend um regular season starts and oh my gosh already... congratulations that's awesome thank you yeah we already had like two other games and we just have like eight more. So that's definitely a reason to um, shot for NBA because it's so many, so many games, so many opportunities to dance, like you said. Yeah, I think that's why I really loved it. It was like so many opportunities to dance. And I was, you know, 21 at the time. I was like, this is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to be a pro dancer. So um yeah and then after that I actually auditioned for three different teams I auditioned for the Sixers the Nets um, and I I made the semifinals for both those teams didn't end up making the team and um then I auditioned for the Wizards this was all in this this summer after my after graduating college and then I made with the Wizards so that was like I was so happy and thrilled when I made the Wizards after that that summer that's awesome. So can you tell us a little bit about the audition process? Was it different each year? It seems like you you were on the team for a while. Like, did you experience any new challenges? Yes. So I was on the team for six years. And um, I actually started on the team when they were the Wizard Girls. Now they're the Wizards Dancers. So it was an all-female team when I started. And then when I finished, it turned into co-ed. The audition process was really intense. Um, It has changed a lot. Um, So when I first started back in 2014, again, it was the Wizard Girls and the audition process was actually three weeks long. So it started out with open auditions, which is, it was a full day of open auditions. And this is specifically for the Wizards. Um, So we had three rounds. And then once you made it through the third round, you were invited to training camp. At that point in time, training camp was three weeks long. And at the end of training camp, we actually had a showcase. So we had a full-blown show. We, we learned three routines. We had a speaking round. Um, and we also had like a group performance round. So that was so much fun, especially for my first time making a team, um, having that showcase and being able to like perform everything you learned in the last three weeks. I will say, as far as like what changed, um, they do not, oh, one second. Um, they do not do the show anymore. So um, the mm-hmm. show, we only had a show the first four years I was on the team, four, four years, yeah. So we had a showcase the first four years training camp got shorter and shorter. So it started out as three weeks, then it went to two weeks, then it went to one week. Um, the last two years I was on the team, so the first year and the second year of Wizards Dancers, it was an open audition process, which that first day stayed pretty much the same with um, three rounds. And then you would move on to a shorter, more intense training camp. And then the final audition would be closed versus in a show. Um, when I was on the team, we did coach Derek, who is still the coach, um, yeah. taught all three rounds and did all the choreography because he's the director and the choreographer mm-hmm. this year. I know it's, it's changed a lot. So, um, this past year, I was fortunate enough to assist with chore- choreography and teaching, um, not so much making up the choreography, but assisting with helping the dancers learn. And what was special about this past year is they got a lot of guest choreographers to come to the audition and teach at the audition. So this past year was very different because they only used guest choreographers where in the past Coach Derek taught the choreography. That's so cool. It's it's so cool yeah. just to learn from like different choreographers. And I've actually uh, learned some of Derek's choreography. I went to All Pro a couple years oh, ago. Yeah, and I don't know if you were there in 2019. Were you there? I was not there in 2019, but um, that's awesome that you're able to learn from him. His classes are always so much fun there. They're so fun. I, I so just cool. loved his choreography. It was 
a lot of booty shaking and yes. very hip hop. I loved it. It was, yes. <laughs> it was like one of the most fun routines that I've ever, ever learned. So he's awesome. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. That's so cool to hear. Yeah, we love Derek. He is <laughs> amazing. His choreography is really fun and that's, you explained it to a T. That's pretty much what the style was. <laughs> very, very fun. You have to get low when you get doing his choreography. <laughs> yes, yes. Definitely. And move fast. Yeah. And then you talked about the training camp aspect of the audition process, which three weeks, it seems like a long time. So was was the yes. whole process of auditions like a month long or how how long was the whole like the entire process from like start to finish, would you say? Uh, good question. So this uh, this past year, it was about five days long, I would say, total, okay. from open auditions to um, the final audition. My first year, I would say, oh, my gosh, wow, it, that feels so like eight years ago at this point. <laughs> but um, uh, I think it was at least three weeks. So I would say three to four weeks. It's tough because my first year, there were cuts during training camp. So I believe that they took a lot of people to training camp and then made, excuse me, cuts along the way. Um, but if you made it all the way to that showcase, you had been training with the same women since day one. So it really felt like you were already on the team. Yeah. So I, that was another reason why I, oh my gosh. Well, of course, when you make it like the first time, that's a moment that you are going to remember the rest of your mm -hmm. life. But I was the first rookie that was called. And I just remember, like, being so happy. <laughs> That's, like, um, the best yeah. feeling. <laughs> Literally the best feeling mm. ever. So you were a captain for the University of Kentucky dance team. And you were captain uh, with the Wizards. What mm -hmm. has, like, being in those roles taught you about leadership? Yes. I am so grateful to have held those positions. Um, number one for leadership is for me leading by example. Um, I think that a good leader leads by example, whether it's following the rules, whether it's knowing all the choreography, sending out emails, being in communication with your teammates, um, also being understanding warm, but also, um, what is the word that I'm looking for? Direct. Mm -hmm. So I think it's super important that, I mean, one, leading by example and keeping integrity, that is something that I've really learned along the way. But also, it's really important for your teammates to be able to communicate and feel like they can go up to you and ask a question or um, that they can confide in you. So almost being, I mean, just being a great teammate, but also being in that leadership position, you have to know all of your stuff, being able to mm -hmm. walk, walk the walk and talk the talk. Yeah, that's so true. I feel like being in that position, it's a lot of pressure because people are expected are you you're expected to know what you're doing so it keeps you on your toes um mm -hmm. so for anybody that you know wants to be a captain maybe they're on a team right now and maybe in a couple years or next year they they want to be considered as a captain what do you think it takes to be a good captain you kind of mentioned some of them from your perspective yeah. but more generally what do you think that's such a great question. And I can speak to my experience as how I grew into that leadership position um, as well. So I think, um, so let's start from the beginning. Rookie season, you want to make sure that you are dotting your I's and crossing your T's. Make sure that you know all the choreography. Um, make sure that you're being a good teammate. So not only looking out for yourself, but also uh, making sure that the people around you are, you know, exceeding as well. Um, so, again, rookie season, you want to make sure that you're just really being a great rookie, knowing the choreography, showing up on time. Those things really matter a lot. Um, second year and third year, I would say 
Second year, you want to excel as, as a teammate. So being there for your teammates, um, making sure, again, that you learn the choreography well and that you can also be a helping hand to the rookies. I feel like, especially for your second year, you want to make sure that the, the rookies are able to come to you and you you form a bond with them, especially if you're on that, um, if your goal is to become a captain by whatever year. Your third year is when you want to start looking out or, you know, I'm just generalizing this, but as in years, speaking from experience, you can do this a little bit faster or slower, but um, your third year, you want to make sure that now you start looking out for your teammates. So making sure that you're looking around, you're not just worrying about you, you're not worrying about what you have, if you have all your outfits or you have, you know, the correct amount of tights, but you're also making sure that you are letting your teammates succeed too. So maybe that means um, going over choreography in the locker room or bringing an extra pair of tights or showing up early um, or making sure that, you know, again, like during practices, you are present and you're, I think being a great teammate is, and when I say that, I mean, um, communicating with your teammates, making like friendships, learning more about them than just what you see at practice. And then my fourth year is when I earned the co-captain position. So that's when you, I mean, when you become a captain, your responsibilities on the team completely change. You're a little bit more, you're looking out for the team and you're in a little bit more of an administrative role. So just know that as when you do are in a captain position, your responsibilities are going to change. So I definitely enjoy being a teammate and being on the team because when um, you're a captain, you, you definitely want to make sure that you're looking out for your teammates. So that means like knowing formations, making sure people are in line from right, right to left, you kind of are a mediator from your teammates to the coach um, and also vice versa. You have your coaches back a hundred percent of the time, or maybe you have a hard conversation. Um, you know, you're the one communicating and being that liaison between your teammates and the coach. So I think, and then by the time you're a captain, going back to what I said of what I thought think are good qualities in a captain is making sure you lead by example, have integrity, show up on time or early. Um, and again, looking out for everyone else in the team, because that is your duty as a captain. Also, one thing I didn't mention is um, I'm on my teams on University of Kentucky and on Wizards Dancers. I had co-captains and another team captain helping me. So being able to work with your fellow captains assigning roles like is for um, you know so and so gonna set out the email tonight so we did emails i did tuesdays ali did thursdays or um, we would just kind of assign different roles that we would do and then being able to work in your cap squad together finding who has certain strengths and delegating those responsibilities is another way to just ensure that you are being a good captain and getting the job done the best that you possibly can. Yeah, that's, that's really cool. I like how you broke it down from like, your rookie year to second year to third year to fourth year, it like, all builds up to that goal, if you want to become a captain, which is which you have to like, you know, take what you have from that previous year, build upon it each each and every year. And one yes. thing I was curious about was when you're in that captain role, you just mentioned so many responsibilities and I'm sure other people have this question as well, but is your compensation different when you're a captain? Oh, that's a great question. Um, so I think it depends from, it varies from team to team. So for the team that I was on, um, you were compensated the same um, unless you were physically like doing more hours than you, like we were paid on an hourly basis. So mm -hmm. um, if we were doing more hours as far as like showing up for the team and being clocked in, yes. Um, but as far as just earning the position, you don't, on my team, we didn't get a raise. Like there wasn't a raise, but I do know other teams 
based on the position that you hold that they are their their rate goes up higher got it okay yeah Yeah, i've always wondered that and i thought it was you know different you know team to team so that's really interesting yeah no, that is really interesting. I, I I also agree. Yeah, I think, like, obviously, you're doing more work. So, um, like, if we were working more or, like, present more, we would definitely, based on those hours, get compensated. But as far as, like, getting a raise, no, like, an hourly mm-hmm. raise, if that makes sense. No, yeah, that makes total sense. Yeah. Oh, I also, Jasmine, I wanted to build off what you said about, like, you have like growing each year that is something that's so important kind of off topic just as a dancer who or cheerleader that comes back every year to audition for teams is you want to make sure that you show growth from year Mm -hmm. to year I think that's something that's also really important oh yeah and if you got any feedback I know the team I'm on we do like end of years and yeah, you get like yeah. feedback on you know how your year went and we do those throughout the year but um they kind of tell you you know what you need to improve on and definitely take those things to to like and work on them you know and that can oh that's gosh, yeah. so important to to really take heed to those I completely agree that is huge because the coach is basically telling you like okay this is what you need to work on <laughs> yeah so make sure you sell at those yes I love it So I want to shift gears here a little bit and talk about your businesses. You have several businesses that you own and operate. Can you tell us a little bit about those? And I want to know, how do you manage it all? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Um, Yes. Okay. So I'll talk about my businesses first and kind of my story. Um, I started my dance choreography business. So um, you talked a little bit about that, that in my intro called Powerhouse dance works. I started that with, in 2015. Um, so when I was in college to make rent money, basically, I would choreograph for high schools around Kentucky. And I really loved it. And so after I graduated, like about a year after I graduated, I decided to make it a, a business, an official business. Oh, yeah. And I, um, I had mentioned that I landed a job at a dance choreography business. I worked there for about half a year. And then I decided once I made the Wizards to move closer into DC and then I stopped working at this, um, at the dance choreography place and ended up working at a, a sales firm. So as a side hustle in 2015, I started Powerhouse Dance Works, um, which again was dance choreography for middle schools, high schools, colleges for competition routines. So I would fly around or drive on the weekends and um, that was my side hustle, and I, lo- I loved that. Um, in 2017, I decided that I wanted to be an entrepreneur instead of working full-time. So my background is in marketing. I did sales and marketing for three years after uh, graduating college, and then I decided I wanted to be an entrepreneur. So at that point, um, I was doing powerhouse dance for dance team choreography, and dancing for the wizards and also um, doing fitness classes in DC. I worked for a boutique fitness studio. So I did that and I, again, loved it, hustled so hard. I mean, being an entrepreneur, you know, is not easy. It's, you are doing a lot of learning and from your mistakes or learning from your successes. Also, if anyone who's an entrepreneur out there that's listening, um, constant education and staying updated with what's current in marketing is so important. And then, yeah, there's just so many layers to it. But anyway, so um, that's what I was doing for about how many years? 2017 to 2020. Um, Along the way, I decided and found out that I loved getting, bringing people together. So that's when I started my second company called Babes with Brands. So Babes with Brands is a company that brings women entrepreneurs together and also strives to help them grow their businesses specifically through Instagram. So that started back in 2018. Um, So that was number two, baby number two. (laughs) 
(laughs) (laughs) And um, after that, so like I said, I was doing the entrepreneur. I'm silly. But I was um, doing power stance work, wizards, fitness, based with brands up until March 2020, which as we all know, and we'll never forget, that's when um, (laughs) COVID happened and lockdown. I, I mean, the MBA shut down, I lost my job at the fitness studio because it shut down as well. So um, one of the word like keywords as an entrepreneur is pivot. So we pivoted online. Um, So now what I mostly do is teach online fitness and dance classes, live stream on demand um, to women who are high achievers or dancers. Um, So I teach workout and dance classes online. Um, I still do choreography from time to time, but I just, I'm a little bit more selective about um, teams that I choreograph for. And then I'm also doing digital education for women entrepreneurs as well. So that is a lot. And just, I'm sure hearing it, like that's what your fault, why your fault question is what it is. But that's just a little background on, on my businesses and, and what I do. Um, okay, now to answer part two, how do I keep it all organized? Um, I'm not, I mean, I wanna be real. It is, it is difficult um, to balance all these businesses. So I try to stay organized the best I possibly can. So I have a Google calendar that I keep everything on. I also keep my three business emails totally separated. Um, And then I also make sure that I am doing daily tasks every single day. So um, whether that's you know, engagement on Instagram or making sure that I tell people about my businesses every single day, um, making sure that I show up the best I possibly can. And then with that is taking breaks. So I've learned over the years that I tend to overwhelm myself and overbook myself versus versus not doing that, I guess, versus like having a steady schedule. So that's something that I constantly work on is making sure that I am growing and pushing myself, but not overwhelming myself, especially as the older I get. So sleep, eating healthy, um, making sure I take time for myself really makes a huge difference. Not like I don't have all the time in the world to do that, but definitely those things make a huge difference. And then going back to organization, making sure that I spend one day really focused on my fitness and dance business is called MCG. So making sure that MCG is, um, you know, off to a good start and making sure that I can show up for my classes. But not only that, also making sure that I'm telling people about it. Um, I call these CEO days. So you kind of have to step back and be like, okay, are we on the right track? What's next for my business? What challenges do we have growing up, coming up? Challenges as in like fitness challenges. What programs do I want to put together for my dancers? And then the next day I'll be like, Bays of Brands. Okay, let me write quotes for Bays of Brands. Let me record reels. Um, Yeah, it's a lot. So basically just chunking, time blocking and chunking down by days. So one day we'll be recording, one day we'll be writing, one day we'll be marketing. Woo! Hopefully that answers the question a little bit. <laughs> no, that that was amazing. And I still don't see how you do it all. And I was just thinking I had so many follow-up questions just based off of everything you said. And one thing that you said that was like just really important was taking time to rest. I feel like, yes, you know, when you're doing your own thing and especially if you have multiple businesses, it's always something that needs to be done. And, you know, like I'm learning that now as I'm, you know, starting um, my businesses and like, it's going to be there, you know, the work's going to be there. It's not going anywhere. Um, But one thing I want to ask is if you, do you have help when you, on any of your businesses? Like, do you have, um, yes. Anybody that works with you? Yeah, I do. I, and that's something that I actually did this in 2021. I decided that I was going to get help. So, um, I hired somebody both for Bays of Brands and I hired somebody for um, MCG. So for Bays of Brands, I have help 
for a lot of things. So like uploading social media, doing social media engagement, coming up with um, collaborations for Instagram TVs. Um, she's now re going to help me on email campaigns and um, and also we're doing this show coming up. So that's something that really changed my business and the way that I think and delegate a lot. It kind of goes back to what I said about being a leader, right? So I had to kind of take my own advice. And sometimes too, I do feel like I'm like, oh, it might be easier just to do it myself. And it's just like, no, like find somebody who is really good at it and do and have them do, do it. So I, that I get a lot of help with base of brands and then with Miss Chrissy girl or MCG, I, I have, um, actually one of my best friends, she's amazing. She's a social, she's a social media manager and she helps me on, um, Instagram with Instagram reach out. She helps me with influencer reach out. So having these people help me has, honestly, I'm so grateful. It's made such a huge difference because like, kind of like you asked, like I could do it all myself, but I, again, going to rest and like energy. I, one thing that I am so passionate about is leading my classes and making sure when I teach that I am fully 110% present and able to give all my energy. So if I can have somebody help me, it makes such a such a huge difference. Yeah, that's so true. Just having help and knowing that you need help is, like you said, it's part of being a leader. Um, and sometimes it's not easy when you have your baby and you want to do everything, make sure everything's right. So yes. yeah. Oh my gosh. No, it's so true. Can you hear me? Okay. Sorry. No. Yeah. I can hear you. Great. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Awesome. Yay. Yeah. And then you said something about you said you I think you briefly mentioned you worked in sales before you start like you went full time with all your businesses. Was that like your main job and then you had your side hustles? Yes. OK, so I worked in sales, which it's so funny because I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> I did inside sales. That was like besides the dance choreography job that I had um, right after college, which I also did sales for that job. So yes, I did sales for three years. I learned a lot about sales. I did inside sales. And at the time I like, I was like, oh, I don't like this. I also did marketing. Um, I was also a marketing coordinator. So it's, it's so funny because those jobs taught me so much about being a business owner. Um, and now if now that I have my businesses off the ground and that I am making sales, have a community, it is, it's like the same thing. So if you're an entrepreneur, you are basically ahead of sales and marketing. So it's just so ironic. Um, yeah, but yes, to answer your question. That's awesome. Cool. Thank you. Well, I'm so proud of you, like for just going forward and staying consistent, because that's that's another thing that you just have to be. And it goes back to just pro cheer as well, just staying consistent, doing what you need to do to get your results. So that's that's awesome. Thank you so much, Jasmine. That means so much to me. And I'm so proud of you, too. I love everything you've built. Thank you. I'm just getting started, but <laughs> yes, girl. yeah, consistency is or yeah, consistency is huge. Just making sure that I mean, when you don't want to show up, and same with pro cheer. <laughs> when you don't yeah. want to show up, you still have to show up, you like and do, and do the best that you possibly can because no one else is going to do it but you. I couldn't. I couldn't have said it better. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah. I just want to go back to um, like auditioning for a little bit, because a lot of people that listen to this show, they're maybe interested in auditioning um, for a team. Yeah. Maybe they don't have that much background in pro cheer, but if there are people who are auditioning um, and, you know, maybe they audition for a team multiple times, what advice would you give to them if they they keep getting cut, if they keep, you know, auditioning, maybe it's their third time auditioning and they, they just can't catch a break with auditioning for this team. What advice do you have for them? 
Yeah, I love that question. I, I work with a lot of dancers um, who whose dream it is to become a pro cheerleader. And it it is it it's really hard to put your entire dancers are so passionate. And um, especially when you're training for a pro team, we put our hundred thousand percent into it, eat, live and breathe pro cheer. So I understand it because one, I've been there and two, I've worked with a lot of dancers who are in this, who want to be pro cheer. Um, it's hard to put your all into something and then be continuously disappointed. What I would say is one, um, number one, and I, I don't think people say this enough is make sure that you are checking in with yourself and that you are reminding yourself that you are worthy because you are and not because somebody else is telling you. So you don't need that. Yes. From a pro cheer team to know that you are worthy of a spot and you are, you are worthy because you are. So I just want to say that first and foremost, because I think, um, we get lost in the sauce so much, um, training for auditions and it's hurtful. Um, to our pride, you know, when we don't make a team. Um, two is if this is your dream, it's on your heart for a reason. So make sure that you are, you are actively pursuing that, that team. Um, I also think that more dancers should share their story. And I think I've seen it now this year, um, more than ever that, there are so many dancers who've tried out for teams three, four, five years and then make it on their sixth year. So mm -hmm. I think it's um, common that this that dancers make it after trying out continuously. Uh, I think that the, there is a false idea that you make it the first year you try out for a team. Um, they're like are those of us who, you know, are lucky that we did. But I think most likely, um, most people try out multiple times for a team. So I think just sharing that that's normal. Like, like I said before, I tried out for two teams before I got a yes. So, um, know that you're worthy Two, keep going, keep being consistent. Um, three, do your research because there might be other teams that are better fit for you and your style. Teams are changing and, and rebranding all the time. So, I mean, literally all the time, especially now nowadays. So if you, if pro cheer is your dream and you are willing to relocate or drive a couple hours for another team or take a train, then look into and do other research and actively show up for other teams. Um, and then, um, the last point, uh, number four is just remember that we're dancers, we're artists, and it's more common to hear a no than it is to hear a yes. And just because you hear a no doesn't mean that you should give up. You should keep going and keep, keep trying. So those are things that I've learned personally and things that I've seen working with dancers that, um, yeah, that I think might help your audience. Yeah, I love those tips. A no isn't a no forever. It's yes. just not right now. I've heard that so many times. Yes, exactly. So true. And so many dancers say they've heard 50 no's before they hear a yes. Hopefully we don't hear 50 no's, but you know mm -hmm. what I mean. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's true for just a dancing across the board when you're auditioning, yeah. maybe if you're auditioning for a music video or a TV show yeah. or an award show or something, there will be a lot of times where you hear no and that can even, you know, be applicable to life as well. You're oh going to hear no a lot of times. And the more you can face rejection, the more you can, you know, keep going, I feel like. So, yes, you tips. said that beautifully. Um, I, I so, really, sorry, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. Go ahead. Um, I, so right now we're in the middle of um, one of my programs called Six Series. And it's the second time I've done it, but something that I've done to help the dancers is come up with weekly journal prompts for them. And last week's journal prompt was where it is dancer habits I've learned from dance show up in other areas of my life. So I feel like what you just said is applies directly to that. 
Wow, I love that. I love that you have the dance or the journal prompts. That's Thank you. So important to just reflect. Yes. So yeah, definitely. So I don't want to know, like, you've been on the team, you've been, you were on the Wizards for, you said six years, I believe? Yes, six years. Okay. What was your, like, if you had to pick one experience from being on the Wizards or, I don't know, maybe it's a continuing experience, like games or something. Yeah. What was your, like, most impactful experience from being on that team? And, oh. like, what can you, what kept you coming back for more? Okay. I think I have two different answers. So my, the most impactful experience I would say was traveling to, um, Brazil for the 2016 Olympics. We were in, um, we danced at the NBA house and that trip just inspired me so much because we were dancing twice a day and, doing like a whole hour long show. It was myself and four other wizard girls at that point. And just something about being there for a week long, dancing all day long and getting paid for it and living my dream. I, it clicked that I could become a full-time entrepreneur. So that is something that that trip made a greater impact in my life because six months later I was able to quit my full-time job and be a full-time entrepreneur. So something about Rio de Janeiro and being there and dancing really made a huge impact on the rest of my life, which is really cool. And then I would say what kept me coming back for six years was my uh, two things, love for performance. So dancing on the court and performing for an audience, especially in a sports atmosphere where everybody's most of the time is super excited to be there and super excited to cheer on the team. Um, that is, there's no other feeling like that. And then number two, what can be, kept me coming back all those years was the camaraderie and the best friends that I made on the team. Love that. And it's just as simple as being able to, or just being able to perform, because that's yes. why we do what we do. For I mean, yeah. everybody has their whys, but you know, performing is just—at least I can relate to that. It's just nothing like it. You kind of just love it. Leave everything out on the floor, and you know, whatever's going on at home, you know, you're just out there and you're like doing what you love. So yeah, totally relate to that exactly. That's exactly how I feel. Okay, before we get into some rapid fire questions, I want to ask one last thing. Um, did you have a, a dance background as a child? Oh. And what would you say to someone who maybe started later with their dance career, or cheer career, and wanted to get into um, pro cheer? Yes. So I started dancing uh, since I was three years old. So I've been dancing for a long, long time. Um, but... I also, I was dancing in studio. And then when I went to high school, I decided to do the cheerleading team. Um, and then I did the high school dance team. And then my senior year, I got back into competition uh, dance with an all-star team. I'm from Cincinnati, Ohio. So in Cincinnati. Um, and that all-star team when I was 17, 16, 17, yeah, 17 years old, really changed um, the trajectory of where like I was able to go as a dancer because I mean, when you don't think about it, but when you're 17 years old, you are determined, you have, you're young, you have so many, um, the, the potential to do so many things. So I truly think that I grew as a dancer tenfold that year. So to speak to you, to your question about somebody who starts later, whether you're in high school, whether you're in college, whether you're in your 20s, go for it. If you have the mind and the appetite that you want something and that you can uh, do something and train for something, you can so do it. You can learn those skills. You might have to work a little bit harder and put in more hours um, doing those things. But I mean, if there is for a dream, there's no, there's not an age that I would say is too late. 
And I, um, and I know a lot of dancers who started when they were 21, who, who danced the NBA for 10 years. Um, I know somebody who's 30 who I just worked with her and she just made, um, a pro NFL team. And this was her first year auditioning for pro teams. So I, I mean, it's definitely, definitely possible. I just think it's the drive and the work ethic and passion that really makes a big difference. So good. So good. Woo! Oh my gosh. Such great advice. Thank um, you. Okay. So now we're going to get into a game of favorites. So this is how it's going to go. I'm going to ask you your favorite something. It's dance related or pro- professional cheerleader related. Love it. And um, you're just going to tell me what it is as fast as you can. Okay, cool. <laughs> as fast as you can think it up. Okay. I'm excited. All right, you ready? Ready. All right, here we go. Favorite style of dance? Hip hop. Favorite way to energize before a game? Uh, play my favorite song. <laughs> favorite go-to post-game snack or meal? Oh, wow. Um, uh, I like to drink juice, like orange juice. I always crave <laughs> orange juice. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. On I don't know why after dancing I like I get like crave like juice like grapefruit juice or like orange juice something like that. I don't always get it, but that's what I crave. I think it's because the sugar and the juice. Yeah. Um. As far as meal, honest, I'm trying to think what I ate after games. I think I would go home and honestly eat like whatever was in the fridge. So I remember I would make like really easy stuff. <laughs> so like pop in grilled chicken to the, uh, like the air fryer and something yeah. like that. Yeah. Something that I can like eat right away. Yeah. I don't know about you, but after games, I just feel like I can eat so much. So you, much. You burn so many calories. <laughs> oh yeah. Exactly. There is no, like, uh, it's like whatever is like fastest to grab there. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> All right. Favorite dancer or performer of all time? I've admired this person for over a decade and I've actually like flew out to LA to train with her, but it is Bryn Nicole of Pumpidence. She's a heels teacher in LA. I love her performance. Ooh. I've always admired it and tried to emulate it. Um, she's love Britain, love Bryn Nicole on Instagram. I'm going to check her out. i Hills classes like always amaze me. Same, same. <laughs> That's something I want to get better at too. Now that I'm ready. Yeah. All right. So you mentioned your uh, favorite favorite way to energize was playing your favorite song. Now, what yeah. is your favorite hype song before a game? Um, the first thing that comes to mind is "Let's Go" by Trick Daddy. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh! I'm gonna need to add that one to my playlist. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, perfect. Well, that's the perfect hype song, right? It gets you really hype. But yeah, I like yes. that one. <laughs> okay, favorite current dance move. Oh my gosh. Okay, so I put this like in every single one of my dances is like um, a jack. So like you jump. It's like a hip hop move. You jump. Oh, you that. thrust your hips forward, and then your chest follows. Oh, okay. I'm sure, I'm sure, you, I'm sure yeah. you've done it before. Yeah, 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 I'm sure I have too. If I could show you right now, I, could, I would show you. Yeah, <laughs> it's hard over the audio. Yeah, it's so hard, but we'll say. I know work. what you're talking about. Yeah, though. we'll say like a like a like a yeah a jack like a body roll. Yeah, <laughs> starts from the bottom up. Yes, exactly. Okay, I get you. Favorite place you visited in your dance career? You think you mentioned this earlier? Yes, I love Brazil, but I also love London. Ooh, I've been to London too. Love it. Oh, I want to go back. Yeah. Um, favorite music video. Oh, huh. Um, I'm gonna say "Oops, I Did It Again" by Britney Spears. That's a good one. I love Britney when I was Britney when I was a little girl. I know, so good, classic. That's the first thing that comes. Classic. Home. Favorite dance song? Um, anything by Beyonce. A. 
Beyonce yes. is like my idol. Yeah. <laughs> if anybody who knows me knows that. I love it. She's a queen. She's the yeah. queen. The queen. Um, and then last one, favorite dance movie. Oh, uh, Stomp the Yard. I love that movie. Yes. So good. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I've seen it like a billion times. That was so fun, Christy. That was so fun, Jasmine. Thank you so much. Of course. Where where can people find you on social media, the interwebs? <laughs> yes. Um, you can follow me at Miss Christy Girl, M-I-S-S-C-H-R-I-S-T-I-E-G-I-R-L. Um, from there, you'll be able to find my live stream and virtual fitness and dance classes. We have them every single day. So you can work out with me live Monday through Saturday, not Sunday, unless you did an on-demand class. And then if you're interested in connecting with me further, if you're a woman entrepreneur, um, at Babes with Brands, and then my dance team uh, choreography Instagram is at Powerhouse Dance Works. So those are all the places, but find me at Miss Christy Girl, and then you'll be able to connect with me however you want through there. Awesome. And we will mention all of those in the show notes and we'll make sure people know where to find you. Thank you. Oh my God. This is so fun. So much fun. Thank you so much for joining. Thank you, Jasmine. This is awesome what you're doing. The Imperfect or I'm Perfect cheerleading podcast. I love it. I'm here for it. And I can't um, wait to listen to more of your episodes. Thank you so much. I will talk to you soon. Yay. Sounds good. Thank you. Wow. I hope that you gained a lot from that show. Like Christy is just so amazing. Okay. So here are the takeaways. One, a good leader leads by example. Two, be a rookie. Be a great teammate. Know the choreography. Show up on time. Number three, as a vet, excel. Communicate with teammates and develop deeper relationships. Number four, excel at feedback. Focus on them and improve next time. Number five, it's important to rest. Take care of your mental well-being. Number six, check in with yourself. Remind yourself that you are worthy, not because someone else is telling you. Amen to that. Number seven, actively pursue the team you want to be on. Do your due diligence. Number eight, just because you hear a no, that doesn't mean give it up. It means keep trying. A no doesn't mean a no forever. Number nine, if you have the mind and appetite to do something, go for it. It's never too late. All right. Now, each week I try to shout out a reviewer of the week. So this week is Marie Dance. And she says, everything I need to know about professional dance cheerleading is in one place. Also, love listening to Jasmine's good sense of humor. Such a positive, uplifting podcast. Oh my gosh, thank you, Marie. That's so nice of you to say that. And just to, you know, think that I have a sense of humor. I like to think that I'm funny most times. (laughs) So thank you so much for that, that review. And if you want to be featured on the podcast, leave a review, leave a rating along with a review and let me know what you think about these episodes. We try to bring you the best, you know, and give you the the best tips about all things professional cheerleading, life, things that you can take with you on your cheerleading journey, but also in your everyday life. So please leave a review and it it does help with, you know, people finding this podcast and ranking us higher on, you know, all podcasts. So I love you all and thank you again for listening. Bye for now. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Imperfect Cheerleader podcast. Taking the time to listen while you're busy with all of life's responsibilities means the world to me. If you enjoyed this episode, here are a few ways you can support ICP. 
Number one, hit the subscribe button so you always get newly released episodes and never miss them. Number two, take a screenshot of the episode you listen to and tag at the professional cheerleader on Instagram. We love to repost your tags and shout you out in our stories. Number three, write a review. This is the best way to show your support for the podcast and helps us bring on even better guests, interviews, and topics. I hope you have a wonderful day, morning, or night, wherever you may be, and are continuing to work towards your goals of becoming a professional cheerleader, dancer, or just someone who loves to move. I'll see you later on another episode of the Imperfect Cheerleader Podcast. Remember, stay frosty, friends. Toodles for now.